0: Bibles, grab your Bibles and Allegra. Everybody, stretch your hands forth towards Allegra because she's going to be all over the map. Lord, give her grace today. (laughs) I'm feeling it, I'm charged. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, thank you, thank you for the magnificent presence of God, for your nearness. Lord, we thank you for the immediacy of your spirit. We thank you for the dynamism, God, the dynamic movement of your spirit. Lord, that even when we are in quiet seasons or even when we are in waiting seasons, we know that the spirit of God is moving and active and at work for you are always present. And today, oh God, as we sit under The preaching of the word, we ask that you would open our minds and open our hearts. We ask that the Spirit of God would, as Dan prayed today, brood and hover over every single one of us, cause illumination, cause revelation that leads to transformation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, our our text today is in Romans chapter 8. However, I'm going to begin in John 20. I'm just going to lay a little groundwork. So pull your Bibles out, write down these scriptures, read them, memorize them, write your doctoral dissertations on them. And uh... <laughs> Jim Jim's having PTSD over here, and he's the master at working people through PTSD. Uh, grace, peace be with you, sir. John chapter 20, verse 19. This is a passage of scripture we've looked at. Numerous times now over the past several weeks, beginning with Resurrection Sunday. And beginning on verse 19, the context here, again, as most of us know, but some of us may not be aware, that this passage is a passage where Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, at, uh, at the end of his life here on earth, was crucified as a redemptive substitute for the sins of humanity, resurrected by the power of the Holy Spirit. Three days later, shows up to his closest friends and followers, a band that we lovingly refer to as the disciples. And these guys are freaking out. They're scared. They're afraid because the same guys that killed Jesus could kill them, and he shows up. And in verse 19, it says, On the evening of that first day of the week, When the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and he stood among them and he said, Antioch, peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands inside and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Now, this is really important, but every single one of us needs to know and understand and live in this reality. You are sent one. Look at somebody, them right in the, just point your finger right in their face and say, you're a sent one. Say, you're a sent one, all right? Every single one of us, not just the trained professionals, you're sent ones to your neighbors, your communities, your schools, your place of business, your neighborhoods, you were sent ones. And with that, he breathed on them. And he said, receive, say receive. Now, as I've read this many, many, many times, I had a, really a revelation just a few days ago, and that revelation is that this is not some automatic deal. It's a command, and the implication there is that those disciples could have rejected and they could have refused this command. I've read this a million times, and I've thought, oh man, he just breathed and, and boom, and the Holy Spirit came and it's, it's done. No, he commanded them, he said, listen, receive. Receive this gift. The word there in the Greek is a word called lombano, and it means literally to take possession of. It means to take a hold of. It means to claim as one's own. All right, now, when I when I stood up here, if Dan handed, hands the microphone off to me, and I dropped the microphone, I didn't receive it. I didn't receive that handoff. And If I receive that microphone and I set it down and I don't turn that thing on, it's not active, it's not activated, I haven't received it. Are you with me today? There are things in the kingdom that God has made available for us by virtue of the life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus, by virtue of the promises of God, and he's saying, Antioch, receive these things. I think when we get to heaven, a lot of us are gonna flip out when we look back the course of our lives and go, man, you mean, you mean all those things were available for me? You mean I had wisdom for every situation and circumstance of my life? You mean that I didn't have to suffer all those things that I suffered through because there was a resource that was available to me given by virtue of the presence and power of the Holy Spirit? You mean that was available the entire time? Receive the Holy Spirit receive this gift that I'm giving to you today. He breathed on them. Now for you Bible scholars, you may remember that in the garden in Genesis chapter two, when God creates man out of the dust of the earth, what's the first thing he does to him? He breathes because the word in the Hebrew and the Greek for breath is also spirit. Ruah and pneuma is also the word for wind and breath and spirit. So when God, face to face, breathes on man, and think about this, think about this. The very first thing that man sees when he comes into being is the face of God. The very first thing, before he lays eyes on all of the beautiful nature that God has created for him, before he beholds his wife, oh gosh, and goes, whoa, man, You knew it was coming. (laughs) Before he sees anything else, before he receives an assignment, before he receives a job, a duty, a task on this earth, he beholds the face of God, face to face to face, and that's why we are absolutely unsatisfied until we know this maker and this creator on an intimate breath-to-breath, mouth-to-mouth, eye-to-eye, face-to-face, intimacy level. You will never be satisfied. No marriage, no relationship, no sexual addiction, no amount of money, no job, no job promotion. Nothing will satisfy you if you're living outside of the gaze of the face-to-face ruah of God. Breathe life into you on a regular basis. Right? Receive the Holy Spirit. Now, let's talk about this a little bit. Because what I want to talk with you about today is I want to I weave in some of the things that Jonathan said about the abiding spirit. And I also want to talk about the empowering spirit. Because there is an empowerment to live this life. There is an empowerment and yeah, we as charismatics, we kind of take that off the deep end and we narrow and localize that to certain things. And so we're going to talk about that. But we're going to talk about the abiding spirit first. So now let's go over here, if you would, to the book of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, and we'll begin in verse 14. It says, Because those who are led by the Spirit of God, are the sons and the daughters of God. What that means is that when we are operating in the spirit of sonship, we will be not only conscious of, but our hearts will be shaped after and oriented toward the things that are on the heart of God. It means that we will not just willfully violate the commands and the heart of God. We won't just resist. We won't rebel. Those who are led, those are who are submitted, those who are formed and shaped by the movement of the heart of god are the sons and the daughters of god are we still together verse 15 for you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear that makes you a slave again to fear that You did not receive a spirit. Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit. So what spirit then did we receive? We did not receive a spirit that makes us a slave again to fear. Think about that. A slave again to fear. The implication there is that without the Spirit of God abiding inside of us, We are slaves to fear. And most of us, even those of us in the faith, if we're honest, live our lives in insecurity and nervousness and anxiety and performance and pressure and all of these orphan characteristics because we're so familiar with the spirit of fear that we've been living with our entire lives. But there is a love that casts out all fear. There is a love that is perfect, there is a love that is complete, and there is a spirit that is the very spirit of God who has been given to you. And the next verse says, but we have received the spirit of sonship, or the spirit of adoption. And this spirit agrees with our spirit. The word testify or testimony simply means the word agree So there's something inside of us. Think about this. There's something inside of us that knows, that knows we were created to have intimate relationship with God as father. Something echoes inside of our heart. It echoes inside of us. This is why when you share the gospel with people, they start crying. They start weeping because there's something inside of them. It's the residue of the spirit of God inside of them from generations and generations. And they just know there's a longing in their heart to know God intimately. And when the spirit of God enters, their spirit says, yes, I agree. I agree. I agree with this. The same spirit of sonship by which we cry out, Abba father. It's not common for people to associate with God as father outside of the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit within. I mean, you talk with people who aren't in God, who aren't in Christ, outsiders, lost people, unbelievers, whatever tagline we want to put there, it's not common for them to say, yeah, I am a child of God. Why? What is, it's not common. Because, this, because that spirit of adoption where with confidence we can say, no, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. That is your identity. That is the core essence of who you are. It is a child of God. You're not just a churchgoer. You're not an American. You're not a businessman. You're not black. You're not white first. You're not Republican, Democrat, mom, dad. The primary identity that God has put in you, you're a son and you're a daughter by virtue of the spirit of sonship by which we cry out. Allegra, can we leave those verses on the screen, sweetie? By which we cry out, we cry out, Abba. Abba, like a little child, like a little baby. Ah! (laughs) Cry out, Abba, Daddy. Okay, so there's an abiding spirit that's inside of you. When Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit, he's saying, receive this abiding spirit of my spirit that I'm putting inside of you, and this spirit gives you the security that you belong to me. You're not a wanderer anymore. You're not an orphan anymore, you belong. And the spirit, I, I, I so believe in this, I'm gonna give you my very spirit. Look at Ephesians chapter one. Look at Ephesians chapter one, verse 13 and verse 14. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. And when you believe, this is why the gospel is so important, when you believe, because you cannot believe unless you hear, you cannot hear unless someone preaches, and someone cannot preach unless they're sent. When you believed this message that we proclaim, that God is a good father, that you were created to be a son and a daughter, that Christ has defeated every principality, power and authority over your life and he has risen from the dead, that the spirit of God is at work in your life, that we live in the kingdom and reality of peace and Christ is coming again to reign forever. When you hear this and you believe this, this is what the scripture says, you were now included and you were marked in him with a seal, with a deposit, with an earnest deposit, with a down payment. Jesus says, I'm gonna give you an earnest. Here it is. I'm gonna give you the very spirit of God himself so that you know that when I come again in the fullness of the reign of my kingdom, all of that inheritance belongs to you. So I'm giving, I'm, I'm putting an earnest money down. And what's that earnest deposit? What is it? The Holy Spirit who lives inside of you guaranteeing your inheritance this is why jonathan can say cheesy or not this is not hype this is hope why why is this hope how do we have this hope we have this hope because he has given us the holy spirit as a deposit guaranteeing the fullness of the kingdom in the midst of bad reports, in the midst of struggle and suffering and injustice and unrighteousness, in the midst of losing loved ones, in the midst of things happening that we cannot explain, we have a hope because of the deposit of the Holy Spirit put inside of us guaranteeing our inheritance. It's a sure thing, guys. It's a sure thing. And listen, I'm... We're not trying to fabricate emotion here. But you need to understand, if you cannot have hope and joy and life and passion and excitement and victory for what's happening now, I want to I I I encourage you that as you look to the promise that is guaranteed, you can have hope and life and victory and celebration and faith and passion and purpose for that which is to come. We don't just live for what's happening now. We live for what is to come. And we live in that tension. We live in that tension. So you have the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit. It's the spirit of sonship by which we cry out, Abba, Father. It is a seal that is guaranteeing the inheritance of the kingdom. Now look with me at John chapter 14. And I'm going to pull Dan up here as my, just kidding. (laughs) John chapter 14, let's look at verse 16. Let's look at verse 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you how long? Forever. So I understand Matthew, Mark. I understand James, John, Bartholomew, Thaddeus. I understand Jesus. We don't want you to leave. And he says, Listen, it is better that I go because I am hosting the fullness of the Spirit right now. It's all mine, you can't have none. Jesus is jealous for Holy Ghost. Jesus is like, I've gotta go, because unless I go, you can't fulfill the mission of bringing the kingdom of God to the earth, why? Because you have to have the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit to bring my kingdom. And this is what happens. I need somebody to jump up and shout. This is what happens. When we try to bring the kingdom of God without the power of the Holy Spirit, you know what we have? We have empires. We create the kingdom of man. That's what we do. We build our own kingdoms. And this is why Jesus says, you have to have The Spirit of God abiding within and resting upon, empowering you to bring something from heaven to the realm of the earth. You cannot bring heaven to earth if you don't have the very thing inside of you that's giving you access to heaven, which is the Holy Spirit. Are we together on that? The abiding Holy Spirit gives you entrance and access to heavenly places. It gives you entrance and access to revelation and wisdom and insight and understanding and strategy and solution and the strength of God and the power of God. All of this is yours by virtue of the abiding Holy Spirit inside of you. Sanctification, maturity, growth, all of these are available to you by virtue of the abiding Holy Spirit within. Next verse, verse 17. This spirit is the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. The abiding Holy Spirit will work with your conscience to sanctify your mind to let you know that what you are doing is right or wrong. I know we can get a bunch of psycho babble garbage right now, but here's what I'm trying to tell you, that if you get the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you, you don't don't have to sit here and try to manipulate, just follow the spirit of truth. He'll convict you. He will convict you. How many of you guys have ever felt and experienced a conviction of the Holy Spirit before? He will convict you. It's part of his job as the abiding spirit of God within. If you read John chapter 14, 15, and 16, you're gonna find all kinds of things that the abiding spirit, he will comfort you. He will lead you into truth. He will be a helper for you. Okay, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. Watch this, but you know him. You know him. Here's what Jesus is saying, guys. You don't have to wig out. You don't have to be afraid. He goes, I know I'm using language that you may not understand because I've been teaching you about the kingdom. But I'm about to go away, and I'm going to give you the secret. I'm going to give you the secret code, the launch codes. I'm going to give you. The- I'm going to give you all of the infinity gems. They're all yours. I'm going to give them to you. And here they are, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Thanos ain't got nothing on the Holy Ghost, y'all. He ain't got nothing. Boom. (laughs) Done. I'll breathe on you before you snap your finger, clown. You're like, what is he talking about? Oh, it's just a movie. Look at this. You know him. You know him. How do you know him? For he lives with you now jesus is saying this whole time the holy spirit's been living with you how is that possible how is that possible because colossians tells us that jesus is the fullness of the godhead bodily which means that the fullness of the Holy Spirit John chapter 3 tells us that the Holy Spirit came down and it rested on Jesus and it did not depart it remained on Jesus so here's what Jesus is telling them the Holy Spirit has been with you the whole time now here's something for your little Trinitarian theology Jesus also tells them in John chapter 14 he says I'm about to go to the father and they go hey will you show us the father he's like listen you knuckleheads he's been with you The whole time. And if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And then he also says that the Spirit has been with you. The fullness of the Godhead embodied in Jesus Christ. Now that's awesome. But here's what's better. Here's what's better. He was with you. But he's going to be in you. He's going to be all up in you. Holy Ghost, all up in your life. The abiding Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you guys. All of these things we're talking about. They are yours if you receive. Let's go to Acts chapter 1. One of the defining marks of the new covenant is that we have this abiding Holy Spirit within us. All my OGC folks, y'all need to just rein it in. Acts chapter one, let's, why don't we start with verse four, give us a little context, and then we'll end on verse eight and we'll just see where we go from there. I got some preaching time this morning. On one occasion. While he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Guys, listen, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Just several chapters ago, and according to biblical chronology, 50 days ago. That's 50 days ago. Because the scripture tells us, actually, it's maybe 40 days ago. But Jesus spent 40 days teaching them about the kingdom of God. And then they tarried for another 10 days, and then, boom, Pentecost. Okay, so that's kind of not really the point. Here's the point. Jesus was with them several weeks. Several weeks from the time he said, receive the Holy Spirit. So why would he tell them again, right before he's about to shoot up, get laser beamed up into heaven, and he says to them, don't leave Jerusalem. Read it, read the scripture, read your Bible. What does it say? Do not leave, but what? Wait, wait a minute. Wait for what? You already gave it to me. What am I waiting for? You didn't breathe on me. You done mouth to mouth, Jesus. What am I waiting for? I received. Wait for the gift. Wait for the gift. Wait for the gift. Wait, 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 wait for the promise. All right, let's just keep reading and see what happens. Wait for the promise which you have heard me speak about. Verse five. For John baptized with spirit, He's telling you what the gift is. Sorry. Yeah, that's very important, right? <laughs> For John, I'm, I'm just, so, I'm like, I'm just ready to get there. John baptized with water. <laughs> water. Now we can't downplay baptism. Very important. But in a few days, in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Okay, now listen. You can't be baptized with something that's not already abiding within you. This is very important. You cannot be immersed and overcome by, you cannot be baptized within and upon something that is not already de- dwelling within you. And that's why Jesus said in John chapter seven that from your belly will flow rivers of living Water, you cannot tap into a water source that is not present. That is why you cannot be operating in the power of the Holy Spirit without the abiding Holy Spirit that comes as a mark of believing the gospel and receiving Christ as Savior. Are we together? Am I losing anybody? If I am, raise your hand, I'll do the whole thing all over again. <laughs> Let's go have lunch. <laughs> Number one, you must say yes to Jesus as Savior, okay? Okay. You must say yes to the lordship of Christ. And upon your yes, every single one of us, when we said yes to Christ, we may not have known it, but we received the abiding Holy Spirit. Is that clear? Okay, now. Many of us have been just trucking along, doing our best, reading our Bibles, having a devotional, and not aware that man, we're we've been living on it's like it's like having you know, a Texas oil field in your backyard the whole time. It's there. It's there. Praise God that it's there. But man, you know what? If I could tap into that oil and I could draw from that oil, now I can benefit from that thing that's been there all along. Okay? So when we say yes to Christ, boom, Holy Spirit, which is the inexhaustible, limitless, uncomprehendable, infinite magnitude of God dwelling inside of these clay pots. All of my weaknesses, all of my frailty, all of my ugliness, all of my sin, all of my humanity, and you know what's inside of it? God. Only God. Only God could do that so what is this gift what is this he's saying guys i'm going to teach you how to tap in so don't leave jerusalem till something gets on you huh this is what it is john baptized you with water water which represents repentance and salvation which represents being born again and in a few days you're going to be baptized with the holy spirit Let's keep going. Then they gathered around him and they asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Now, at this point, I think Jesus is probably just doing one of these numbers. He's like, I, oh, my God. I, uh, I came from heaven to earth to show you the way. And after three and a half years and spending 40 days in an intensive internship, you're still talking about Israel. Praise God for Israel. <laughs> But look what he says next. Look at verse seven. Guys, guys, if I said it once, I've said it literally a million times. Verse seven, don't you be freezing up on me, computer. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times of the dates the father is set by his own authority. He's already said this to these guys. Look at verse eight. He says, now, let me just, let me transition. I'm about to go. I'm literally about to go. I've got to get this to you. You're going to receive power. You're going to receive power. Now you have access, you have capacity, you have capability, you have storage, you have security, you have identity, you have truth, you have comfort, you have conviction, you have all of that, but you're about to get power. To be my witness is not just to Israel, but to the ends of the world. And i become fascinated with that last verse, to the ends of the world of the earth, when that starts getting inside of me, y'all better watch out. Cause I'm just, I'm just chomping on that right now. To the ends of the earth. But the earth is round. <laughs> Thank you, Denise, I appreciate that. Token giggle. <laughs> You're gonna receive power. Are you, see, are you seeing the progression here? Receive the Holy Spirit, wait for the gift. He will be with he he is with you. He will be in you, John chapter twenty. But then he says, he's going to become upon you. Are, are we seeing that? He's with you, he's going to be in you, and when he's in you, he's going to come upon you. Now, in the Old Testament, we know this from Saul and from Samuel and from David, and we know this from the artisans who worked on the temple. We know that anytime somebody did a magnificent task for God, the Holy Spirit would come upon them, but he would not remain because why he was not dwelling in them. So in order for things of God to take place whether it be prophets speaking oracles and utterances of God or building massive temples or leading a nation as a king or or quelling demonic spirits because the current king is a crazy man, the spirit of God had to come upon to resist demonic spirits, to empower us for, for the assignment that is at hand. You have an assignment, Antioch Church. You have an assignment to be a witness to God. You have an assignment to bring his kingdom. And here's what you need. Thank God for the abiding Holy Spirit. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need the power of God. Now look at this phrase right here, look at this. You will receive power to what? To be my witnesses. So, it's not just arbitrary power. It's power to be a witness. And that means power to be a witness with the way you talk. And that means power to be a witness with the way you work. And that means power to be a witness with the way you parent your children. And with your marriage. And with the way you handle your finances. And with the way you drive on powers at 8.15 in the morning when everybody's going so slow. Okay? Thank you. You will receive power. You will receive power in the form of spiritual gifts. Footnote 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. You will receive power to live the kingdom life. Greg, you know what happened to you? Maybe you don't realize this. You stood in that prison and power came on you. Power came on you. That's why afterwards you came in and said, I felt like I was a different man. You are a different man. Power came on you. Now here, I want to make something very, very clear. Go to Acts chapter 2. I grew up my entire life believing with everything inside of me that the evidence. Now, how do we know if we're baptized in the Holy Spirit? How do we know? Jesus says, wait for the gift. You're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, here's, here's the manifestation, Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Do an amazing job, Allegra. When the day of Pentecost came, that was last week, they were all together in one place. They were unity. Hey, watch this, watch this. They were present. They were present. What if you were one of those 500 guys and you weren't there that day? Stinks to be you. I'm serious. Think about that. You never know. Listen, when the people of God get together and they're tending to the presence and the power of God, you never know. And when the history books are written, do you want to be like, well, that was just the day. I was a little tired and it was Memorial Day. And no, no, listen, listen. When the history books are written, I want to be where the people are and I want to be where the power is. There was only 120 there. Do you know how many people Jesus fed Once you start factoring in women and children, both the 4,000 and the 5,000, he probably fed over 20,000 people in one event. And there were only 120 that showed up and received the power. All right. All right. Verse 2. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, you can't script this. You can't script it. Live, Listen, Antioch, live faithful. Live faithful. Live obedient. Live into God. Live pursuing, live hungry, live, live that way. Posture your heart that way. There are encounters, there are power moments. Not that we just live for those, but I'm telling you, there are special dispensations of the power and the grace of God. Just live faithful. Don't give up. Don't go on autopilot. Don't get complacent. Do not get complacent in your passion for Jesus, guys. Don't compromise. Listen, the world is all about distracting you into a place of absolute indifference. Don't buy into that. Don't buy into that. Cancel the Netflix for a season and press in. Come on, press in. Press in, push. Push, be faithful. Don't take a summer off, don't take a season off. Hey, if you're surrounded by people that are just giving you a bunch of worldly garbage and pulling your heart away from living passionate for God, cut those people off. Come on, guys. Live with intention. There are are people's lives and destinies that are at stake in the way that we choose to live. So watch this. Suddenly, suddenly, you 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 cannot just schedule your encounters with God. You can't do it. You just have to live faithful, 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 boom. (laughs) My boy back here, he's loving this. I'm loving it, dude. (laughs) Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house. Do you know what I pray when I pray for you, Antioch? I pray Holy Ghost, fill this whole house from the grandmas to the babies. I want the tongues of fire on every single one of us. I want it on the guests. I want it on the guests. First time visitor, wow, power, boom. Spirit of God, hello, welcome to the kingdom life. Verse three, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest upon. He has been with you. He will be in you. And wait for the gift because it's going to come upon you. Tongues of fire that came and rested on each of them. Verse four, and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought you just received the Holy Spirit. What happened? They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues as who the Spirit enabled them. Now my entire life, my entire life, probably some of the A.G. roots that I grew up in, I believed that the initial evidence of being baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit was you had to speak in tongues. Don't necessarily believe that anymore. Don't believe that, here's what I do know. Watch this, watch this, just watch watch this. Number one, here's what I know. You do not have to pray in the Holy Spirit to be saved. But you cannot pray in the Holy Spirit if you are not saved. You are not saved, okay, that's clear. I mean, there's some crazy folks running around saying you ain't got you ain't you ain't praying tongues, you ain't saved. False doctrine. False. Okay? Let's get that all out. Just get it out there in the air. Okay, number two. Number two. Here's what I know. If it is available, if it could happen to them, and according to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, is there nothing inside of you that looks at the book of Acts and goes, huh, huh? Oh, I'll just keep trucking along. Is there nothing inside of you that goes, wait a minute, you mean to tell me that Peter and John went to the temple gate beautiful and they raised up a man that was invalid for 38 years and there's nothing inside of you that says, I wonder if he could still do that today? Nothing inside of you does that? There's nothing inside of you that just kind of goes, Huh? There's nothing inside of you that says Peter is just trucking along, working and being faithful, gets a little sweaty, takes out his T.D. Jake's handkerchief, wipes his brow, throws it away, and someone touches it, and they get healed, and you don't go, huh? You mean to tell me that when you read stories about Paul and Peter walking along, and the sun hits their physical body and casts a shadow? And they're just walking along, walking in God, walking in the fullness of God, living in God, loving God, pursuing God, taking a nature walk, and the sun comes down, hits their body, a shadow falls on somebody else, and they pop up and get healed, and you don't go, huh, come on now, think about this, there's nothing inside of you that says, I wonder if life in the kingdom is supposed to be the same today? Okay, here's what I know. Here's what I know. I know that, hey, if it's, if it's there, I want it. I want it. I don't get to dictate it, but I want it. I want to learn about it. I want to understand it. I want to submit to it. I want, I want everything that God has for me. I want that. I don't want to control it. But if you've made it available to me, I want to lombano it. I want to receive it. I don't wanna sit there and just hold fold my arms and go, well, that microphone, Dan, was just for the apostles. And I don't need a microphone and I'll, I'll, just, I'll just preach without it and, w- and waste my vocal cords week after week screaming at you guys, take the doggone microphone, Lombano that thing, receive it and use it. Are you with me today? Okay, hey, real quick, three things, three things. Three things, number one, the Holy Spirit is empowering you to pray. The Holy Spirit will empower you to pray. Romans chapter eight, verse 26 and verse 27 says this, that in your weaknesses, that when you know not how to pray, Romans chapter eight, 26, 27, look at this. When you do not know how to pray, anybody in here besides me not know how to pray, you better all raise your hand, you people, are you kidding me? You better raise your hand. You don't know how to pray all the time in every situation. You're not omniscient. Throw your hands up in the air. I'm going to break pride off of you first before I preach anything else here. You cannot receive what you think you already got or think you don't need. I need the fullness every day. I don't want to live in last year's baptism. I don't want to live in anointing that I got at youth camp 25 years ago running off of fumes. I want a fresh, infilling and empowerment of the Holy Ghost every day of my life. But hey, listen, that's what you need if you're moving forward. That's what you need if you're tackling new giants. That's what you need if you're climbing new mountains. That's what you need if you're taking new ground, new territory. But hey, listen, if you're not, you can, you can rest, you can rest on encounters from 10 years ago that YWAM experience, that's fine. That's fine. Live there. Live there. As for me and my house, we're going forward, which means I need a new infilling for the things that I've never encountered before. You ought to be experiencing challenges you've never experienced before. You ought to be facing difficulties you've never been to before. I'll just preach to myself today. See, so I'm going to preach at you. Romans chapter 8, look at in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Now, just for the sake of just dismantling all of our ugly pride, just look at your neighbor and say, I have weaknesses. Good, now the Holy Ghost can help you. The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Guess what? If you act like you ain't got no weaknesses, He ain't gonna help you. We do not know what we ought to pray for. He just said it right. I don't even have to say it. I'm just gonna say what Paul said. You don't know what to pray for. You don't. You don't know how to pray. I don't care how many hours you spend in a prayer room. You don't know how to pray. You need Holy Ghost. You need Holy Ghost to help you and teach you how to pray. And he will empower you. He will empower you. I'll show you, Acts chapter four. Y'all start getting me in the book of Acts, it's game over. It's game over, Acts chapter four. You know what happens in Acts chapter three? Peter and John raise a guy up who's been sick, and crippled for his entire life, and all the religious structures and authorities don't like it, so they throw them into prison. They beat them. And you know what's going on at the church? Somebody tell me what's going on. They're having a prayer meeting. And you know what they're praying? They're praying, oh, God, they got Peter and John. Dear God, please don't let them find us. Dear God, we're going to lock these doors. Don't let them. That's not what they're praying. That's not what they're praying. Let's look at what they're praying right here. That's what they're praying right here. I'm telling you, Acts chapter 4. Look at verse 24, when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God and they said, Sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in it. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father, David, blah, 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 blah. Verse 27, indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel. Verse 29, now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. You are not praying prayers like that without the Holy Ghost. He will teach you and he will help you and he will empower you how to pray. Number two, he will will empower you what to say. Luke chapter 12 and Luke chapter 21, both of those say do not worry about what to say when you stand before those rulers and those people that are out against you because here's what he says, because in that moment, the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. Over and over and over in the book of Acts, he stood up and he spoke by the Holy Spirit. Peter, the same weasel, who ratted out Jesus stands up on the day of Pentecost and filled with the Holy Spirit preaches the gospel. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. He will give you the words to say over yourself. He will give you the words to say to your spouse and your children and your boss and your coworkers. He will give you the words to say when you share the gospel, when you stand up against atheists and they know so much more than you, because they do. It's okay, because the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say, and one word inspired by the Holy Spirit will unlock, click, 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 and deconstruct, and dismantle one word from the Holy Spirit. He will empower you with the right words to say. And number three, he will empower you to give your life away. I don't know if y'all saw that masterful homiletics in place right there. He will empower you to pray, what to say, and to give your life away. You should never forget that. What does that mean? The Holy Spirit will empower you to love. He will empower you to sacrifice. He will empower you to serve. He will empower you to be his witness. Here's what I want you to know today. I believe that even though you don't have to pray in tongues, I believe you can. I believe every single one of you in this room right now, and listen, there is nothing to be afraid of. There is absolutely nothing to be afraid of. My son has these Nerf guns. Man, you see those Nerf guns out there? It's ridiculous. Some of those things should be banned. You put an eye out with that thing, kid. And you know what he'll do, man? He'll give me that cheap little gun that just shoots one, boop, and it goes like this. He'll do that. He'll get, here, Dad, let's play Nerf Wars. Then he's like this they got nerf guns with tripods y'all they got nerf guns with things that go over your shoulders and backpacks are you kidding me all i know is when i go to dart wars that's what i want i don't want the whole <laughs> i gotta pick up a bullet i gotta load it back in there jam it in gotta get right up on you man Man, give me the firepower. And I don't know what you've heard about the baptism of the Holy Spirit or what you've heard about speaking in tongues, but here's what I want you to know. It's not just a gift for a select few. I'm gonna drop that seed inside of you. It is not just a gift for a select few. So whatever you've heard in all your dispensational circles, let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit did not die with the apostles or with the writing of the Bible. Number one. Okay, number two. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And whatever he gave to his church then, you better believe we need it now. Number three, number three, anything and everything that God wants to give us that we need for the spiritual fight that we're in, sign me up and upgrade me. Upgrade me. I need some sheikasabrokose. I need it. I need it. And I want it. Are you here? Are you with me today? I'm going to put a seed inside of you. I'm going to put a seed inside of you to say that there is a heavenly language that is available to you to pray mysteries of heaven, to access the wisdom and the revelation of God, to empower you to live this life as a kingdom witness and ambassador for God. And if you want some of that, I want to pray for you. Let's all stand to our feet. Here's how we're going to do this, because I got some Holy Ghost tongue speaking folks in this church today, don't I? Here's what we're going to do, Antioch. Come on, Jonathan. If you're here today, ah, oh, we're gonna run out of time. How should we do this? <laughs> we, we, we could do the table and then anybody who wants a fresh infilling or a new infilling, we're gonna pray for you. <laughs> Andre said, you need to do that first. Right, we gotta ride, ride that wave, don't we? You're right. You are. You really are. We don't want to interrupt what the Holy Ghost is doing, dude. Do hey, listen, listen, seriously, seriously. Y'all can get y'all's kids here in a minute. Listen, if you want a fresh and filling, and you know what I mean? You're dry, you're tired, you're weary, you're wasted, you're exhausted. You've been you've been tinking around. You've been living a halfway Christian life, been compromising, and you know what? Get on up here. Get on up here. We'll pray for you for a fresh and filling. If you're here today and you say, I... All of this stuff, pastor, that you're talking about, this is brand new or I've believed lies or I've heard things that are counter, and I want some Holy Ghost. And I want a baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I want a heavenly language, and I want to pray the mysteries of God, and I want to pray in the language of of the Holy Spirit. If that's you, come on up here. Come on up here. Come on up here today. Come on up here today. And, guys, just get as close to the front as you possibly can to make room for ushers and other people coming up behind you. I want you to get up here nice and tight. Just file in like a bunch of sardines. <laughs> Woo. Hallelujah. When I was in the seventh grade, I went to an Assembly of God Youth Camp. They had, a ba- they had an altar call for a baptism of the Holy Spirit. I went up there for two hours and snotted and cried and prayed and tarried and rocked back and forth and got no heavenly language. And I got bitter. I got bitter in the seventh grade. And for the next four years, I lived a life of compromise. For the next four years, I lived a powerless, weak, dead, anemic Christianity that was no good for nobody. I was a sophomore. My mom came home one day and she says, there's a revival going on in the little church up the road and you're going. I said, no, I'm not. She says, yes, you are. Sat there, folded my arms the entire time. This little backwoods country traveling evangelist came up and at the end of his message, didn't didn't pay attention to anything he said the entire night. He gave an altar call for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. My mom was sitting on the front row. I was sitting in the mid row. She looked back, she says, you get up here right now. And I said, no, I will not. There was a pastor that was in that church sitting in the row right in front of me. He was a father of the city. He turned around. He said, son, when I walked by you tonight, my spirit leaped inside of me. And I want you to know I sense a calling on your life that is powerful. And you're going to need the baptism of the Holy Spirit for that. And I will walk up there if you would like me to. I'm like, butter. Yes, I want to go. And listen, listen, I walked up there. And this old evangelist was about from me to Jake, and that joker just pointed his finger at me, and I was I mean, just boom, just like that. So listen, I'm here to tell you today, the Holy Spirit is present. He will be with you, he is with you. He will be in you. But wait for the gift, because he will come upon you. Will you just lift your hands up right now today? Now, I need some faith-filled people I need some elders and life group leaders and worship team members and staff members and and faithful friends. Come on up here and just lay a hand on the shoulder. And we're not gonna make you run through the Holy Ghost gauntlet. We're just gonna say right now in the name of Jesus, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And Father, we pray today that our lips would be loosed, that our tongue would be loosed. And we pray today in the name of Jesus, for a fresh infilling for all my friends that need a fresh infilling, God. I pray a fresh infilling, a fresh, a renewed, an increased infilling of the Holy Spirit, an infilling, a baptism, God, an immersion, an immersion, God, a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, Lord, a fresh passion. And God, I pray right now, Lord, for every single one of us, that you would loose our lips, God, and that a baptism of the Holy Spirit that the tongues of fire would flow through us, O God. Heavenly language and mysteries, that we would pray mysteries in the Spirit, that even when we don't know how to pray, that the Holy Spirit of God, we would pray in the Spirit in the name of Jesus, O God, a fresh, 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 full power in the name of Jesus, O Spirit of the living God. Rest upon your people, and I pray a fresh baptism, a fresh baptism on you today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, receive the Holy Spirit a fresh, fresh, a fresh filling, a fresh well, rivers of living water, rivers of living water flowing up out of your belly in the name of Jesus. Say Fresh inspiration, a fresh hunger, a fresh passion, a fresh renewal in the name of Jesus. A fresh fire. Guys, if you know how to pray in the Holy Ghost, all all across this room, just pray in the Holy Ghost right now for a few minutes. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit of the living God, God, we're asking you today, baptize this church. Holy Spirit of the living God, baptize this church. Baptize this church. We don't want to live a lethargic, indifferent, passionless Christian life. We pray for the dynamic infilling and baptism of the Holy Spirit of the living God. Baptize this church afresh. brandere. Sitala. <laughs> Menkavasi katana mabreka se dereveyantara zish de la fresh strength in the name of Jesus. Say so coco brandereves fresh, fresh love, fresh love, fresh love, fresh fire, fresh holiness, fresh holiness in the name of Jesus. Say com brandereve kista brandereve nanzo so brandere de ya sobra sobra, fresh conviction. Soprattè che prendereva soprandere zì co co brandere ma santa da 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 mastè niente che te che nataca ma soprandere vestè ma sempre che fresh in the name ma sempre andereva caste da su brandere re 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 Sitereva randereva sobra, siteretereteretere ya kaste. Ah sobra. Let's just sit in this. Sit in this. Sit in this. Nazeke brande. Sit in this. Siko prete kevata namate ke brusta. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we praise your name, God. Man sobreste ke. We praise your name. Mi sebrande kevaste ke derekia. We praise your name. We praise your name. God, I pray for a fresh awakening right now. An awakening in the name of Jesus. An awakening, dead things come alive. A fresh empowerment an empowerment, God, an empowerment, an empowerment, an empowerment in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come upon us, Holy Spirit, we pray, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Fresh songs, fresh words, my fresh revelation, a fresh conviction to stand, a fresh steadfastness, a fresh resolve. Come upon us. Holy Spirit, we pray today, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit and fire. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, listen, there's some great ministry going on right here. I want to make time for that, but I also I want to honor time Everybody grab someone's hand. I'm gonna commission you guys out. Two things, three things can happen from here. Number one, on your own, if you wanna come to the table, come to the table. Number two, please honor our workers and go grab your kids. Number three, if you're receiving ministry or giving ministry, feel the freedom to continue to do that. And number four, Nate and Becky, get on up here here in a second. I'ma pray for you guys. Fresh power for your next assignment in the name of Jesus. Father, today we receive And now we go in the power of your Holy Spirit, a fresh empowerment to pray and to say and to give our lives away for the kingdom of God in Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys, you're awesome.